Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Hello, Blended family and friends. Welcome to 2021. We actually made it, people. What we made it to, I have no idea. 2020 was a doozy, as we all know. We couldn't have possibly prepared or expected that. You know, I was thinking like 2020 vision, listening to all these sermons and messages about just what is going to be achieved during that year. And we got punched in the face. (laughs) And that's not to say that a lot of good did not happen last year. We were just surprised by what it looked and felt like. And something that I will celebrate is the fact that this podcast came into existence during 2020. That in itself is an amazing thing. Again, I hope it's been a blessing to you guys. It's definitely been a blessing to myself and my family as I've been sharing tools that have operated within our family. And it's always a great reminder as I'm sharing with you guys that my mess has become my message, which is so cool because this has been a struggle in the past as far as being in the blended family, adjusting and getting acclimated as a step parent and just trying to do it the right way, doing anything right and maximizing potential is going to be a grueling process here and there. There will definitely be successes and there have been many but it also requires the uphill battle and the unexpected obstacles that pop up here and there. So the fact that I get to share with you guys my what, when, where, how, and why is super cool to me. So regardless of what you're going through or what your challenges may be, just know that your mess can become your message. You're likely going through it because part of your purpose is to be an answer or to be a source of insight for somebody else that is going through something that is similar. So I guess that is my random message to open up 2021. Hootie hoo to that. And now that that is out of the way, we are going to continue to talk to the step parents out there. We have definitely covered a wide range of topics and experiences and things to look out for and ways in which the step parent should prepare to enter into that role. And if you have not yet listened to those episodes, please do so. I believe that they are fire. I just imagine myself really in the early stages of becoming acclimated or assuming the role as a step parent and what those tools, what the empathizing, what the information could have done for me. And I am grateful that I've made it to this point. And a lot of these things were learned at face value and really in the midst of trial and error. So when people get married, there is naturally 
going to be things that we need to learn, things that we need to adjust, expectations that need to be addressed. And my wife and I, we received marital counseling. And was that super effective for us? It was great. But the greatest thing was the fact that we were exercising our intention to improve, to be better. But when it came to the blended family stuff, there wasn't much of a resource available. We didn't have anybody that can really understand and speak into our situation because it was vastly different from what they were familiar with themselves. So it was kind of like a foreign thing in the eyes of a lot of people. So that just meant that me and my wife, we had to get to work and we had to stay at work when it came to the health and well-being of ourselves and our family. And by no means have we arrived. There is still a ways to go for myself as a step parent. But know that everything that you hear from myself, my wife, and I believe the guests that will be on this podcast, all of it will be a result of blood, sweat, tears, hurt, real life success stories and achievements and a desire to be better personally as well as to invest in the family and specifically the blended family collectively. That is the overall mission, but today's mission is for me to share some things from one step parent to another. I personally feel like pep talks are super important, whether you are feeling down and out or confused, a little lost, or if you are thriving, succeeding, and everything is just flourishing before you. Pep talks are really good for helping us get centered and to remind us of some things that we may have forgotten or lost sight of while in process. So that's what we're going to do right now. It's going to be a little bit of a pep talk, just informing you about some things that really have helped me come along as a step parent so that you can move forward within your role as a step parent with grace, confidence and assurance that you got this. And I want to focus first on the most important relationship within the blended family, and that being the people that are in love, the love interests, the husband and wife, or the partners that have committed to one another to create the blended family. You may recall the sequence of protection that is in place or should be in place for a step parent prospect. It is important for you first to protect yourself because you don't want to make any moves or any decisions that will put yourself or other people in a situation that they should not be in. This involves the person of interest as well as the kids. And then you're protecting the kids because they don't have much of a say in this matter. And who knows what they're experiencing during this time and stage of their development. And then you are protecting, lastly, the person that you are interested in. I believe that this should be the case while you are courting, as well as when you are in the early stages of the dating relationship. And the single parent, on the other hand, that sequence of protection consists of the child putting their best interests first, protecting themselves, and then the other person, the prospective step parent. However, as the bond 
is formed and there is a clear commitment in the form of marriage, even if you are cohabitating at that point as you are making the transition to become the step parent. And again, this is something that has been clearly established and communicated amongst the two of you and it's even been communicated to the children now that relationship between you and your love interest your spouse or spouse to be is the most important relationship i'll reiterate it was not the most important thing before it was important obviously but the protection of yourself the kids and then your partner was the expectation or it should have been the expectation. But now as things are getting official, the most important thing, the health and well-being of your relationship, your marriage is now of utmost importance. This relationship is the most important because everything flows from this. When you guys are on the same page and operating in sync, the children involved are as secure as they'll ever be. They'll have as much consistency as they need. And the adult parties involved reap these same benefits of security, consistency, knowing what to expect as they are operating in sync with one another. Ultimately, being on the same page drastically increases the likelihood and the ability to control both internal and external environments. And the opposite is true when this relationship is not functioning in sync. Not being on the same page can be catastrophic. The children are in need of some consistency, especially if they are approaching the teenage years or they're already there, they're already familiar with a previous likely marital relationship that fell apart for the same reasons, because there was a lack of communication or that relationship was not operating in sync. So the last thing that they need is for a new person, a new step parent to come along and for them to experience and see the same symptoms present in the previous relationship and the adults don't have it much easier for instance in our situation you had my wife who was amazing but she had known nothing but scrubs and she was carrying some hurt and she had some walls up that she wasn't even aware of and then there was me who was just do to do to do not really knowing what to expect or how to operate as a step parent. And then I didn't like the idea of her ex being a factor at all, let alone having some level of influence when it came to my stepdaughter and how I was going to parent her. And I believe the times that were the most tumultuous and combative was when we were not in sync. We weren't on the same page. Either I was holding in my emotions and I wasn't being expressive or Margot was being triggered in some way. And then what ensued as a result of us not being on the same page and able to connect was just chaos and inability to have control over the internal or external environments. And when I wasn't liking my wife, it was very difficult for me to be an effective step parent because my stepdaughter was in my eyes essentially an extension of 
my wife, but also some dude that I'm not a fan of. And then she looks like him. <laughs> so it made it especially hard to be faithful with my role. But fortunately, we only allowed so much time to pass before we reconnected and we fought to be in sync and on the same page. And as I mentioned, we've experienced the marital counseling and we sought instruction and guidance from mentorship. So we were never left to our own understanding and not to mention our faith and the fact that that factor made all of the difference for us. And this is why I'm constantly talking about purpose and looking ahead, because if it's all about the moment that we're in, then it doesn't work and it's not really worth it. So being on the same page was important for peace, consistency, and for the environments to resemble health opposed to dysfunction. And kids can really pick up on when there is a lapse of connection between the parents. You know how a child will go to one parent and ask for something and they feel as if they'll get a certain answer. If they go to the other, they'll get another answer. That is a sign of manipulation. <laughs> Number one, the child is working the system. That's what they do. But my wife and I love the fact that we've gotten to the point where the kids don't ask us separately much at all anymore because we are on the same page so much that our answers are pretty much verbatim. We even know when we can tell the kids to go ask your mom or go ask your dad because they're willing to answer this question that I'm not willing to answer right now. So when I say that that marriage relationship, the relationship between you and your partner is the most significant now, that doesn't mean we are neglecting children. It means they will not get your best. They will not get what they need if you guys are not operating in sync, if you guys aren't on the same page if you guys don't like each other if you guys aren't disciplining your children with the same heart and the same intent it may not be the same exact fashion my wife and i we discipline differently but the desired outcome is the same our goals for each of the kids are the same and we have very four distinct personalities that we're dealing with. And oftentimes we are having conversations, I believe once or twice a week, and we are assessing how they're doing, their well-being, how we're parenting them, how effective it's been, where the growth has taken place, where we feel like there is some regression, all of the above. And it allows, again, for us to be on the same page operating as one for both their sake as well as our sake. I'm a part of a blended family community Facebook page and most of the issues that I see are so many of them are a direct result of that marriage relationship not operating as one. Whether they believe one thing or another should be happening during the holidays, whether they're on two separate pages concerning the children or whether they don't believe that their finances are one. It's crazy to me that there are so many situations where the individual that's working believes that they are more valuable than the person at home taking care of four, five, six children all day. And therefore, they don't believe that their finances are one. That's crazy to me to be so far 
off the same page is something that is felt by the children and it sabotages your relationship. And I know that this subject applies to both parties, both the single parent and the step parent prospect. But I feel like the step parent needs to hear this because it's something that you have to be in pursuit of. Although as a single parent, your partner may have done some in internal work, gone to therapy, gotten the much needed instruction and help and recovery that they needed in order to engage in a new relationship, it's still possible that some of that dysfunction is lingering and they may not know how necessarily to do healthy relationship. Not that you have mastered it, but you are to some degree on the outside looking in and you being in pursuit of that health of operating in sync of showing this person, your love interest, something that they had never experienced before. And that's something I take so much pride in the fact that I can give my wife something that she never had. The fact that I can continue to serve her and be consistent and even after failure, just keep showing up so that those walls that she had up just slowly chiseled them down. And that allows for us to operate again as one. So it's so important for you to be convinced for it to be such a strong conviction for you to be in sync, for you to want that for your relationship. Because it's possible that if the triggers are set off, then they go back to the place that they were with their ex in that previous relationship. But it's up to you, up to the both of you, but it's up to you to pursue something new with your partner. And I feel like I speak about this so passionately because I had firsthand experience. I recalled a moment when my wife, Margot, we were probably about three years into our marriage, I think maybe two actually, and she was about to leave. Like, And there was a situation that didn't merit her departure. But again, she was not just leaving me. She was leaving a familiar hurt that she had known at the hands of previous love interest and even at the hands of her father and just all that, just all that encompassing stuff. And, and she was about to bail and I had to pursue her. I had to just question like, what are you doing? Like what is going on? And it was such an emotional and an impactful moment. And the only reason why we were able to survive that and overcome that was because of the level of pursuit that I had. So sometimes you don't know what you're dealing with. I didn't expect that from her at that point or any point, but because of the strength of my conviction and what I wanted from our relationship and our family, it wasn't happening. It was not an option. So all that to say, being in sync is kind of important. <laughs> so you should do that. And there's one other thing that I will talk about that was a big deal for me and it continues to pay dividends today. And that is the fact that my stepdaughter taught me how to hit the reset button as a step parent. This is going to come in handy more than, you know. So what I mean by she taught me how to hit the reset button Early on, we'd often have problems because one of my issues, and to some degree, I still have the issue, I really want to control 
my environment. I don't believe to a point where it's abusive or some form of dictatorship, but I didn't like when there was an intrusive energy or attitude that would threaten the environment within my home. So as my stepdaughter would return from her dad's place with the energy or the attitude that I felt would didn't match what I wanted in my household, I'd oftentimes get offended and I just want to correct it and change it and be like, hey, you're here now. We don't operate like this. We don't function this way, think this way. And there was oftentimes some pushback. And naturally, as Mr. Dootadoot, I would just double down and I'd raise my voice and I'd just make it more intense than what it really was. And we'd go to sleep and I'd hold on to that. And my desire would be to correct the issue. We have an issue until it's handled. And the issue being handled looked like you understanding why it was wrong and then you not doing that again. <laughs> and that is just not how kids operate. So oftentimes I'd wake up the next morning with an issue, like with a heart issue toward her because of what transpired. But she's just like, oh, hi. And just like, like nothing happened. Like it was totally kosher and we're all good. And this was the case for such a long time. I'm talking like years. Not always were we getting into it. Sometimes I was more graceful than others, but generally it'd be like, yo, I want to deal with this. Like, I don't like the fact that this continues to happen, but time and time again, even after I took it to a level, it didn't have to go. And I was being a jerk and irrational. It would be sometimes not even the next day, a couple hours later, like she's good and she wants a hug or she wants to talk about something meaningless that's like fun. And it really taught me about hitting the reset button in the blended family situation in family in general, in life in general, there is so much to hold on to. There's so much to be frustrated about. There's so much to point the finger at as far as how you're responding, how it's impacting your internal, external environment. And it's so easy to become a victim, even to a five, six, seven year old. I'm a grown man and I am assuming the role of a victim because I can't totally control my home environment. And then you consider the opportunity to hold on to a fence within your marriage because expectations aren't being met. They're not doing their part. They're not making me feel this way. There's just so much room to make excuse. And again, point the finger at essentially everybody else, but just through her love and her consistency and who she was and her ability to just hit the reset button as if nothing had happened. She knows that it did and it's still important. It's still a factor, but she's able to continue in relationship because she loves me and I am her papa. And that is more important than any specific issue that needs to be dealt with. And it took me years to learn this lesson because of how stubborn I was. But I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that she was the one to teach me. And does this absolve all the problems that we were having concerning the talking back or some of the energy or attitude? It doesn't. But I've realized that problems are not solved 
in an instant. You can't just go straight to the lab with your child and deal with the issue and expect it not to arise again. Oftentimes, issues are dealt with over time and in some cases, potentially over a span of years. But if you want to deal with issues effectively, that takes consistency and an investment over time. And that investment may be necessary over a span of years. Something that was an awesome revelation for me was it's for their sake that I'm changing the behavior. It's not for my sake. It's not for my peace, my comfort. It's not because I don't like it. It's because their well-being is threatened. If they grow up, if my stepdaughter were to grow up with some of these habits and whatnot, then she would be a detriment to herself. She would lack. So putting her first as I'm doing any type of correcting and it allows for us to navigate it together. About a month ago, she was actually going back and forth with my mom, which was out of line. So I calmly pulled her aside and told her, hey, you cannot do that. That is not okay. This is something that she was already aware of. And as she's talking to me, she's getting emotional. And she said, well, teach me how not to talk back. And that was a really big moment. And the only reason we arrived there was because I'm no longer just coming down on her hard when I see something or hear something that is not okay. I'm willing to talk about it. We're willing to address it privately and to hit the reset button. Even if something was extremely offensive and I wasn't a fan, even if she's mistreating her younger siblings, I can again approach her with respect, understanding that she may be going through some stuff. She's about to be 12 years old in a couple weeks, so she's almost a teenager, so that's going to be terrible. <laughs> but it's taught me again to hit the reset button, and that allows for me to function as her stepfather with her best interest at heart opposed to my own. And fortunately, because of what she's taught me, I can exercise the same thing with the younger three, my wife and just different situations in my life. And I can honestly say that it's one of the greatest gifts that she has given me. And as a step parent, your situation may look vastly different from mine. Nonetheless, there is the necessity to be able to hit that reset button. That doesn't mean you're a doormat. That doesn't mean you forget, but that does mean you forgive and whatever action precedes your forgiveness is going to come from a place of peace and concern for their well-being opposed to being totally concerned about what you want, your comfort and your expectations being met. So from me to you, step parent to step parent, again, it is so important that you pursue being in sync, one, with your spouse, with your partner, and then hit that reset button ready because you are going to be hitting that thing regularly. I hope that helps, guys, and I hope your 2021 is starting off with a bang. Thanks for tuning in and please take a moment to hit me with that honest rate and review and then subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended 
goodness is going down again next Wednesday. But until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.